I'm Megan Wagner, a student pharmacist from Farmington Hills, Michigan. Hi, I'm Caitlin Jarrell, a student pharmacist from Dexter, Missouri. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, a student pharmacist from Meridian, Mississippi. You're listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. In this episode, we talk to Hey Mi Cho, Director of Pharmacy Innovations and Partnerships at the University of Michigan Medical Group, as well as Professor of Clinical Pharmacy at the University of Michigan College of Pharmacy, about relationship building to advance your practice. So hi, I'm Stuart Haynes. Hi, and I'm Laurie Fleming. We're from the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. And if you're like me, I've often wondered why some people will seem to be so successful at building strong, lasting relationships. Well, today, Haymi will tell us about her experiences with relationship building in the ambulatory care setting and lessons learned. Yeah, and we're very fortunate to have Haymi Cho with us today. Um, Haymi was an award winner through the American Pharmacists Association. She received the Pinnacle Award a couple of years ago, and she's been very involved with the creation of the Michigan Pharmacists Transforming Care and Quality Initiative, which is through Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. So, Haymi, we're really excited to have you here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, We don't really talk about relationship building Uh, in our curriculum. I think this is a great opportunity to talk about that issue. Thank you, Hamey. As a pharmacist myself currently practicing in the ambulatory care setting, I have personally been excited to speak with you about this topic. After establishing pharmacy services in a variety of clinics over the years, I found that strong relationships just don't seem to happen automatically. At my last practice site, a federally qualified health center, I had a challenging start with one particular physician who was nearing retirement. She was unfamiliar with the role of a clinical pharmacist and she made it very clear to me that I was not to manage her patient's medications. I easily established a collaborative practice agreement with the other clinic providers and she only utilized me for drug information or patient resources and handouts. I quickly became frustrated with how to advance the relationship forward, which eventually led to a few lessons learned for me. Hey, me, can you tell us what was one of the hardest lessons that you've learned during your career? I think I had similar experience as you, Lori. Um, when I first started my practice in the late 1990s, I was so excited about sharing with physicians what pharmacists can do to improve their practice and also help them with their patient care. So in my uh, excitement, I've contacted one of our physicians through email. I stopped by her office, left her phone messages. And finally, one day I got a hold of her on the phone and she yelled at me and asked me not to contact her again. And so I had to really think about while my passion and excitement worked for some physicians, but for others that actually didn't work. So one of the hardest lessons that I've learned through this process is that persistence is actually a great thing and it's one of the key to success, but I had to really learn how to be persistent utilizing different strategies. So what I ended up doing was I actually leveraged the relationship that my physician champion had with this physician and to promote pharmacist services through um, this physician champion. So when she heard from our colleague how helpful pharmacist has been in his practice, she then had a change of heart and reached out to me for a sit-down meeting. 
So sometimes just being persistent and doing it your way of building the relation may not work. So it's important to think about different strategies or different way of getting to that uh, physician. Great, Amy, that is very helpful. What would you say is a key relationship that has helped you to be successful through the years and how did that relationship develop for you? I think there were many key relationships that helped me to be successful. Um, there were many colleagues, uh, mentors, and even mentees that really helped me to establish my practice and, and spreading the practice model across our state. But one that kind of resonates with me the most is when I reached out to one of our physician leader in our health system. And in at first, I was a bit nervous reaching out to him, wanting to have a sit-down meeting to go over what pharmacists are doing for our health system and the impact we are making. I wasn't sure if he would be interested or he might be too busy to sit down with me to hear about it. But I took a chance and I reached out. And to my surprise, he was very interested in the work that we had done. He was very pleased with the impact that we were making. And then next thing I knew, he was actually opening up different opportunities and kind of helping me to take it to the next level by introducing me to other physician leaders and also introducing me to uh, key stakeholders outside of our health system through our payer relationship. So our physician leader was very interested in developing relationship with our community partners and since I had prior working relationship with some of our community pharmacies, he wanted to leverage my relationship in working with them to develop strategies to address some of our needs within our health system. And so in that relationship building, I continued to keep him abreast of all the progress we were making and ended up having standing meetings with him where I would give him an update on all the progress and how our goals aligned with his bigger vision for our health system and support him with his goals and objectives. And so in building that relationship really helped us to grow our practice as well as spread our model across the state. So what were the specific things about your practice model that you think were unique and that, that clinical pharmacists brought to the table? So demonstrating that pharmacists had impact on positive impact on quality and how pharmacists were able to engage patients to help improve in patient empowerment, getting them to goal and Quality metrics was very important with our payers. And so one of the ways that we were able to build out our partnership with payers was to be able to demonstrate that pharmacists had positive impact on quality and outcome. And so that was really the kind of our selling point in trying to promote pharmacy services. Yeah, so were there specific quality outcome measures that were really important? Because there's so many different quality metrics that one could be targeting. Were there specific ones that you felt that pharmacists could really have the greatest impact? And those were the ones that your services were built around. 
So sure, and we targeted actually patients with diabetes as our kind of first pass at developing our clinical model. As you know, for, uh, patients with diabetes have multiple other comorbid conditions and multiple medications and could often lead to increased hospitalization and increased utilization of our services. Having the pharmacist be engaged in the frontline working directly with patients will help improve their A1C control as well as improve other process metrics like improving uh, patients getting their regular eye exam done, improving foot care, et cetera. So those are the, some of the key metrics that our health system saw value in and also our payers were also interested in seeing improvement in managing patients with diabetes. Uh, clearly, when you work with patients with diabetes, there are other disease states that you are managing, like, for example, hypertension and hyperlipidemia. And so when physician and physician leaders saw that benefit of having pharmacists in managing those disease state, it was a very natural to start thinking about, well, could pharmacists help in chronic kidney disease? Can pharmacists help in behavior health? So it was a natural segue into considering what other things can pharmacists do if they demonstrate success in this one particular patient population. So we've expanded not only within a primary care setting, but we were able to expand our model to other specialty areas as well. So, Amy, I know there are some unique barriers to building relationships in ambulatory care settings, and I'm wondering what you feel those unique barriers are, and how does one overcome those barriers? I think one of the unique barriers in building relationship in the ambulatory care setting is that everything happens in closed doors. Whereas in the acute setting, there is an opportunity for multiple disciplines to come together to discuss about patient case and about developing a plan together. But in the ambulatory care setting, everybody has their own schedule and patients are seen in individual clinic. Now, unless you're talking about multidisciplinary clinic environment, which typically happens more in the specialty area, in general primary care, typically everyone manages the patient independently. And so not knowing what's happening with the patient when they're being seen either by physician or nurse practitioners or other disciplines, sometimes uh, that could be a challenge in trying to figure out what is the best thing to do for the patients and makes that communication a little bit more challenging. So one of the ways that I've tried to overcome some of the challenges I tried to walk the hall at least four times a day during when I was building my clinical practice. So in the hopes that I will run into physicians or nurses in the hallway to create having those moments of discussing about a patient or mentioning about a success that patient had. And so those are conscious effort that I had to make to make sure that I was visible and that they knew that I was there and also to utilize those kind of passing moments to really discuss about patient issues that are, are not always easy to find common time to discuss. Amy, I'm so glad that you shared those successes and that advice. Um, it's hard sometimes for pharmacists. We don't naturally just share our successes with others and our colleagues. What advice would you give to people about that who are trying to be, build relationships in this setting? I know pharmacists generally are a little reserved about sharing 
successes because they feel they're tooting their own horn. But really, if you think about it, it's not what pharmacist did, but it's what patient did. So you really, when you're sharing the success of Mrs. Jones, you're really celebrating the great work she had done. And sharing that with physicians and other caregivers is really important to be able to share those moments together. That is so true. And to go back to my story about the difficult relationship that I had with the physician in my practice site, it was actually a patient that led to a change in that relationship. Um, a patient that I had seen actually went back to that physician on a subsequent visit and shared her successes that she'd had after meeting with the pharmacist and having um, interactions with me in the clinic. And then that physician ultimately came back to me to have a conversation about the changes that had been made and the education that that patient had provided and ultimately led to a collaborative practice agreement with the physician. But the patient is the one that shared the successes. Hey, me, would you have any other gen just general tips for successes for pharmacists in the ambulatory care setting? I think I've kind of pointed out a few things earlier. I think being persistent in promoting your services to the physician is important, but also thinking about different ways of being persistent. I think it's important engaging with physician leadership and making sure that they're are fully aware of what pharmacists are doing in their organization is important. And when we can align our practice model or our strategic goals with the institution goals and objectives, then I think the support and the buy-in from the physician leadership would be much higher. And of course, being visible. I think that was yeah. one of the key lessons for me is that the idea of being visible to the practitioners that you work with, as you said, in an ambulatory care environment, you kind of do most of your work behind a closed door and it's invisible to other people. One of the things that I did in my practice to be more visible is to always go to case conference. Now, we were part of a teaching institution, and so every Friday we had case conference, and we talked about a difficult case. I would attend every Friday and make comments about the particular case and how I viewed it from my perspective as a pharmacist and what drug therapy issues I saw that were present in the case. And it was through that interaction and being visible and being seen by all those other physicians and other nurses that were attending that case conference that really a lot of referrals came. And if I went on vacation for a couple of weeks, my referrals would drop because basically people need to be reminded that you're around and what you can do. And when they lack that reminder, they stop referring or they stop thinking about you. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting how just being visible just makes a really big difference in how you're perceived. I agree. I think that's a really important part of building that relationship. Well, we really want to thank you, Amy, for being a part of our show today. I think there are a number of principles that you've shared with us about building relationships that are really critical for our listeners to take home. You know, one is aligning goals, knowing what your goals of your organization are and aligning those, finding people who can be your champion and listening to them and contributing to their success, and they can help contribute to your success, uh, being visible, um, being present and visible so that people know that you're around and what you can do for them. And those are all kind of key things that I think we all need to keep in mind as we are building our practices. The only thing I also thought of 
being visible, sharing successes, and ultimately we should remember that we all have the mutual vision to work together to improve the care of our patients. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. If you like this podcast, please subscribe using your favorite podcast app and tell all of your pharmacy friends and colleagues. Be sure to rate us and send us your feedback. We'd really love to hear from you. If you have a story you'd like to share about someone who's transforming knowledge into action, give us a call or send us an email. Pharmacy Forward is produced by the Division of Pharmacy Professional Development at the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. For more information about our professional development programs, visit PharmacyCPD.org. That's PharmacyCPD.org. That's PharmacyCPD.org. This episode was conceived and developed by Andrew Burton, Josh Fleming, Lori Fleming, Megan Brown, Stephanie Osling, and Stuart Haynes. Thank you.